Warriors, welcome to the Heavy Revy Show, where our purpose is to share revelation that will inspire you to grow in your walk with God, leadership, and relationship with others. To stay connected with the show, you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, iTunes Podcasts, and Spotify by subscribing to the Heavy Revy Show. I'm super excited for you to hear this message, so here's our host, Josue Ibarra. All right, and welcome to the Heavy Revy Show. We are on our segment Wednesday's Word from the Wise, and I have a special guest with us, Clay Caldwell. Super excited to have him on here, guys. Uh, just a powerful man of the Lord, and man, he has a powerful testimony, uh, just a, a powerful prodigal story of him coming back to the Lord. Uh, we're not going to dive into that uh, conversation today, uh, but I do have in the show notes of an insider story uh, of Andrew Womack actually interviewing Clay, talking about his awesome, you know, just story coming back to the Lord. Uh, so I encourage you to go check that out. Uh, but today what we're going to dive into is just more, uh, just uh, Clay has come back and he is doing some amazing things here at Karis Bible College and now, um, you know, he's just been leading teams, building up people and he's doing some exciting stuff that, you know, it just, he likes putting the fun in, you know, functional or, you know, foundation. <laughs> uh, you know, he definitely puts the fun in funerals, so it's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we're going to go ahead and dive into this conversation, so just stay tuned, and uh, we're excited for you guys to grow from this. A uh, little heavy revy from uh, Clay. So, Clay, thank you so much for having us on the show, boss. So good to be here today with you, buddy. Yeah, man, it's awesome. So, Clay, just one of the things that uh, has just inspired me, just by kind of observing you, just your walk with the Lord, your leadership here at school, mm-hmm. um, is just your heart to always grow. Like, I see yourself putting, you know, Facebook uh, pictures of all the books you've read, you know, all the 14s <laughs> you climber, yeah. uh, 14s you've climbed, not 14 yeah. climbers, yeah. but, you know, yeah. definitely not <laughs> a climber there. Um, and, you know, at one moment you're, like, dumping, dumping yourself in, like, ice water. Oh, like yeah. That. So you're mm-hmm. always, like, it seems like you're always pushing yourself, mm-hmm. always you know, really growth hungry. Mm -hmm. So what kind of got you on this venture, man? So that's a, that's a, that's a loaded question. Where do I even start with that? Uh, I think some of the story is, you know, sometimes, uh, for me, I didn't grow up feeling smart. Okay. Do you know what I mean? It's like, um, I just felt like, um, you know, all the gray hairs on your head, wisdom without the whiz, you know, just dumb. Um, but you could, you know, you grow up and you compare yourself to other people and it's like, they just have like, um, they just get it a lot faster than, than for me it was, um, that like, it was really hard for me to study and in studying and being in school was just a bore to me. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to be out doing things. And, um, I don't know. I, I, you know, just, I had one teacher when I was working on, uh, some college courses, it was a creative writing class. And, um, he just, I, I just remember writing something and he stopped the class when I read it and he goes, class, stop what you're doing. That, that right there, what he just said. And I was like, are you pointing at me? <laughs> and it was like the first time I ever felt smart, you know? Uh, yeah. And I knew that I had good, uh, like I was charismatic. I'm, I'm just charismatic and right. there, there are certain skills and stuff that I have that I know that I have, but just being smart was like one of those things. I, I was smart at certain things, but I wasn't smart at everything. Sure. And so I don't know. Um, I think coming to Karis, like when I came to Karis in 2012, I didn't feel like a student or okay. a good student. I knew, I just felt like at any point in time, at the time, Barry Bennett was the dean, and I felt like at any point in time, I'm going to get called into his office and they're going to tell me, Thank you for your time at Karis. You've been dismissed. No. <laughs> <laughs> just because I just had that kind of, kind of a weight. Um, but, you know, I think as I've grown at Karis, I've found my identity and that I am a smart person. Yeah. And I think. If you're listening to this right now and you feel like kind of connect to this, you're smart. (laughs) And it's kind of the same kind of analogy of if you want to look like a bodybuilder, what do you do? You you go to the gym, you start, you know, really focusing on what you eat. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And so I think there was like a real catalyst for me. I I go to this, um, since 2012, I've been going to this thing called Global Leadership Summit. We're actually hosting that here this year. Have you heard of that? No, no. Yeah. So I get a lot of my books and stuff from that conference. And um, I think my journey really began, like, I've always somewhat dabbled in some leadership books. I've had some good mentors that said, hey, read these books. And reading for me, like sitting down with the book is a really hard, very difficult thing for me to do. Mm. Because my brain is thinking like off the rails at, you know, 100. Back in that classroom again, it's like, ah, you know, I want to get on and do something or... 
Yeah, but but more than that, it's like my brain just thinks in hyper. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Hyperspeed. So I'll read one line, or something else that's going on in my life uh-huh. will take dominance while I'm reading, mm, and okay. so I have to go back and read. I like I'll be like two or three pages past the point where I stopped reading <laughs> and have to go back in and, and kind of dive into that. And so I was just really, I think I just made a decision a couple of years ago um, after one of those, that GLS is like, I'm going to get some of these books from this conference, yeah. which I was always getting books from it, but they would just sit on the shelf. Mm. So it was like, I'm, I'm just going to dedicate my time. I'm going to read like uh, one book a month. That'll be like a goal. And well, if I do, I don't, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and to kind of, I'm kind of jumping around here, but kind of that drive for more leadership um, knowledge mm-hmm. kind of thing was birthed when I was here. Yeah. Um, because I just kept seeing how the ministry here is growing at a fast, rapid pace. Yeah, and if you're not growing, you're going to get left behind. I'm not saying that's yeah. what happens to people. That's just the way that I... The, well, it's true. I mean, I've seen it happen to people where, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they either feel like they have it all or they uh, don't have that desire that same because there's some people that mm-hmm. have it man and they're and they're pursuing mm-hmm. it then there's others that just like eh, you know mm-hmm. you know I, i'm fine just doing what i'm doing but you you can tell you know those are the people that are not receptive to change as, as much mm-hmm. but you know those who are growth hungry are like ah you know i want to continue to grow change is always on the mind you know something new is always coming up something like ah, i want to go after it you know that drive, it seems like. That's something that is so crucial to being the best leader you possibly can. Again, if you're tuning into this right now, it is all about changing all the time. If you're not ready for the next change, you will get – the bus could be going down the highway at 120 miles an hour, and if you're not ready for change, it takes a quick right turn. You get thrown from the bus. <laughs> and so with that kind of mentality, it's like yeah. I'm always like, what TED Talk can I listen to? What – even people that I don't even agree with. Yeah that are kind of popular speakers. It's not like I'm trying to partner with them, but a lot of times I listen to somebody that, um, yeah, I was thinking about this one book, Rules for Radicals. Okay. I heard somebody recommend it to me because I was reading a whole lot of stuff. And, I mean, it's just kind of a terrible uh, just manipulation of society mm. is really what I got out of the book. Wow. And if you've read that, you kind of know what I'm talking about. And, like, uh, some, you know, some political leaders use it as their thesis as, but I mean, really manipulating society for the, for your own good is kind of what I got out yeah. of the book. And um, but yeah, I listen to and read stuff. But also, you know, if you ask what my favorite book is, it's obviously the Bible. I'm always going to yeah, go back yeah. to that. But I love leadership books, yeah. and so like I read whatever whatever I feel kind of led to or drawn to, or recommended or something like that, um, because I want to just be sharp. Sure. No. And if you just read, if you just stay in one lane, you're only influenced by that. that yeah but if you kind of open up and again christians that are listening to this don't get all <laughs> bent out of shape you know my I, I feel like you know you need to be led by your you know the conscience yeah. that god's given you and stuff like that and at the same time it's like i feel like i have a little more freedom Definitely. you know and I have a good foundation and i can kind of explore some other you, speakers you can tell what's you know good to eat on and mm-hmm. what's you know bones mm-hmm. to spit out yeah. You know, just chill out when you eat chicken, you know, mm-hmm. you just chew on that meat, good stuff, bones, ah, you know, throw that out. And so, I mean, that's... If you're thriving in leadership, you're using biblical principles. Amen, yeah. And what you'll Whether see you is know it or not. When you start looking <laughs> at, you know, even these books that are, you know, and I'm only calling this just for my, you know, my audience that are Christian, but like, you know, secular stuff, you'll start seeing like, hey, that's a biblical principle there. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a biblical principle there. You know, you'll start seeing it in those mm-hmm. books and they don't even know, you mm-hmm. know, which is pretty neat, but... You, you brought something out, you know, uh, about, you know, you really enjoy reading and really get, love getting into content. What is probably, like, one of your most favorite books that you ever read? That's so hard. That really is just <laughs> difficult. You know, obviously, like you said, besides the Bible, obviously, you know, we're, uh, we're built and inspired by the Word. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just uh, leadership, uh, like, let's say a, a young leader comes to you and just says, hey, man, I want to grow in my leadership. You know, that's what I want to do. I want to be uh, a leader. This is something that I'm new to. What is probably one thing you would recommend to them to check out i have like like a top list of things you know i want to kind of before i answer that question i want to yeah. backtrack to like the difficulty in reading if if you're oh, sure. if yeah. you're listening to this you know i really found such a strong um uh resource in audible and like nice. audiobooks okay. because i would get like the hard copy book and the audible and listen to it while i was reading oh, and it nice. really kind of dialed me in and I could, t- I could adjust the speed because, I, again, if my brain's thinking so fast, right. I'll crank up the speed to the level of where I'm comprehending sure. or take a break. Ah, 
you know what I mean? And so, yeah. Um, that's so, that's so unique though, man. Like seriously, like so I know for myself when I'll try to like dive into audios, and I guess my mind is just it's just slow at times. This <laughs> is like um, I won't catch it all, but when I read, I can catch most of it. But you're the opposite, where mm-hmm. it's like I try to read. And so, I mean, like, uh, if you guys are listening, that, that's a, an encouragement. So, you, know, <laughs> you can be looking at somebody and just saying, well, that guy's reading and he's writing on his book. He's highlighting that thing. He's mm-hmm. journaling stuff down. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I can't do that. You mm-hmm. know, I'm just not built or wired that way. Yeah. Um, but, there, you know, here's Clay as a, as a great example of someone who does not do that, who listens, but yet pulls out such great content. And not only, you know, pulls out where we can talk about it here on the podcast, but pulls out where he can actually apply it. So mm-hmm. don't feel bad if you're that person looking at the other guy like, oh my gosh, he must be on his grind. He must be super awesome. He's reading. He's writing it down. He's highlighting it. You don't have to be that kind of person. You know, Clay's a perfect example of someone who can just, ah, just give me give me a listen. I listen to it. I got it. I'll run with that. Yeah. So. This day and time, <laughs> yeah. you have no zero, zero, zero excuses to be able to propel yourself into greatness. I mean, really. I mean, if you're a Christian, you're already ahead of the game with just, and especially knowing your purpose and and uh, and your identity in Jesus and that kind of thing. But to be a leader with that kind of skill set, but also like just the things at your fingertips where you can go to YouTube, you can type in anything that you want to learn about and get going. Right. And then it's it's like a chain reaction. That's what I found. Hmm. That I'm gonna answer your question about yeah, it's yeah, my favorite yeah, books, yeah. but you know this chain reaction of like the more you get exposed to things the more things that you didn't know that you didn't know, and now you need to know, learn about specific topics that you didn't even know were there. Yeah. You know? And so I'll answer your question now. So I, I'm, I'm, I have to cheat a little bit and look at my Audible account because there really are just so many good books. Um, I think if, you, this, if you're listening to this for your first time and you're like, hey, you know what? I've just had an interest in leadership. I've never done anything about it. I want to take my first step. I mean, j- anything by John Maxwell will get, the, get your foot in the door. Yeah. I think you can pick up any of his books and just get going. Oh, uh, my first leadership. Yeah. Book I, really dove I mean, he. John Maxwell, uh, Developing the Leader Within You. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took on a, a junior high uh, a junior high group back at CCC in 14, no, uh, beginning of 15. And uh, the guy who was leading it, um, you know, he gave me that book. He said, mm-hmm. here, man, take a look, take a read. And I read it, the, you know, the first couple pages. And I was like, eh, you know, whatever. Uh, it didn't take me until like a year after that then to really dive into mm-hmm. that began my journey of like diving into mm-hmm. content. Yeah. yeah, he yeah he's really good about uh, easy reading material. A um, couple of solid points you can just take and run with right off the bat. And then um, I just I don't know. Um, so I'll just I'm kind of cheating looking at my oh, my, yeah, my Audible account. I just finished uh, Crucial Conversations. It was my second pass through that. Um, Joseph Greeny is one of the authors. There's several guys that got together. Um, really, this book is just talking about um, how do you maintain composure when you're in a really intense conversation mm. because our natural gifts and or our natural instincts are to attack people <laughs> right, and to get really defensive and yeah like, I'm gonna, you know. you're stupid and i'm better than you <laughs> <laughs> and when you get there you've lost the whole part of what your goal is and that's this, this content of or um these conversations that need to happen when like they're high stakes how do you manage yourself and how do you stay as a leader how do you keep contributing? They call it the pool of meaning. Mm. When you close the pool, then you've lost, you know, when you're not contributing to this pool of meaning with, yeah. with the people that you're having this intense conversation with, it could be a spouse. It could be a business project that you're really trying to, you're passionate, you're trying to push through. And to be able to maneuver through those conversations and keep your cool, it's a hands down. It's my second pass through that book. I highly recommend that. Um, Let's see here. Anything by Patrick Lencioni is a slam dunk. He's and he's easy to read, but just drives on um, some solid, you know. Every he's always got content. Is there, have you read any of his no, stuff? I've actually, never read any of his. Okay, stuff. so uh, Death by Meeting is one. Uh, we all. So I'm, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you've been in a meeting. And it's like, oh God, <laughs> please make this meeting get over. But like as a leader, you need to know. Like when you're when you when you're the person that has signed up people to be in a meeting, you better bring it. Yeah. And so if you're not thinking in terms of that, Talk to them, yeah, on, yeah. If your meeting Seriously. is an hour, why is it an hour? Does it have that much content or you do you just need to go in there and say, Hey, I need to, routine that you're doing, right? yeah. yeah. And there's, and the death by meeting was one that just talks about the different types of meeting. So if you're just needing to do like a pep rally, five minutes gets it done. Hey, everybody, we're going to, 
you know, workday starts at 8, but at 7.55, I want everybody in my office. Nice. This is our focus for the day. Go get them, Tiger. <laughs> and then there's other strategic meetings where you need to probably get off campus and have like a couple of days where sure. your team is like, this is our quarterly goal. This is our annual goal. These are, you know, the type of meetings. Um, he's got another one, the ideal team player, and how okay. you as, you know, even if you're not the boss, yeah. maybe you're just an influencer. How can talk, you? Talk to dive more on that. You know what I mean. Okay. Yeah. I, and I know we're gonna get to we're gonna get to we're gonna answer that question. Yeah. Right, guys. How just, long is this show? You, you Hour and a half. I got content, bro. <laughs> you just gotta stay uh, uh, stay with us. Yeah. We're gonna get there, okay? But uh, no, no. Uh, explain more on that because that's something that I'm really passionate about as well. Because here, you know, at, at my job, obviously, I'm not the head honcho. I'm not, you know, el jefe. You mm. know, the the whole ministry. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, and a lot of people can relate a lot more to these certain things where we look at different teachings and different material where it's really guided toward the head honcho, the mm-hmm. one who's really in charge, where you have middle managers, middle supervisors that are kind of looking like, well, it's, it's, it's not my ship to control or move, or at least that's the mindset people carry, right? Mm-hmm. So dive more into that. Like, Great. It, it, expound on that. Okay. Influencer. How can you be an influencer at work? When you, uh, there's a great book uh, Clay Scroggins wrote. It's called How to Lead When You're Not in Charge. Nice. And uh, that's a good place to go if you're like, we just hit a, like a nerve with you. It's like, I'm not the boss. <laughs> I have so many great ideas. I can see how to. Now, uh, before we jump into that a little bit, how self-aware are you? How socially aware of you are, are you of yourself? I mean, do you ask questions to really know? Um, do you know what I mean by that? Like self-awareness? Just like what, you know, knowing your gifts, knowing your, uh, just the people that you do have influence with now? Or? There's a couple of good uh, talks on YouTube if you look up okay. Why Incompetent People Think They're Amazing. <laughs> That's the name of it, Why Incompetent People Think They're Amazing. And it's it's really the... <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, uh, yeah, no, there's something else I'm thinking of, you it, know, but no, that, that's all of that. Uh, really, you, you <laughs> need to know where you are before you can tell anybody else where to go. And so, like, if you look at yourself in this map, it's like, I really ask a lot of questions. Even when I do meetings, I'm like, give me feedback. Was this helpful? Was the content that I brought today even relevant to you? Or was this a waste of your time? If it was a waste of your time, then I need to kind of go back to the drawing board and figure out how to really bring it. That's, again, if you're calling meetings, you need to make them, you need to be action-packed that when people get a meeting invite from you, it's like, I can't wait to go to this meeting because I know it is going to be great. And it is going to be efficient. Um, but just being an influencer, I'm kind of, I'll piggyback around. But uh, being an influencer, you might have the best ideas on the planet. Um, you kind of want to start out with, you know, it might be in your mind the best idea on the planet. Sure. But you need to be a better salesman about getting your ideas and pitching it. Yeah. Because. Oh, I, come I, on, dude. You're preaching. <laughs> no, I, I've been in places where it's like, this is so good. And I tell somebody. And right when it comes out of my mouth, uh-huh. it's like, that was stupid. <laughs> like, what did I just say? Like, oops. But they, they help me. They help me build mm-hmm. it out mm-hmm. to, you know, you know, thank God you talk to somebody else before you. I got this friend. Okay. Here's yeah. the story, right? I got this right. friend. And and he has a real hard time. He has He's very passionate, mm-hmm. but has a very hard time understanding how to communicate with people. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, we were talking and he's pitching me this idea, right? Right. And so, in the, in the you know, the way he's pitching it to me is that, you're stupid for not ever thinking about it. Not in those quotes, you know, but, you know. But that's a connotation. You're yeah, it's like, that. you're so dumb, you're not even doing this. I'm like, okay, tell me more. <laughs> it's like, yo, man, that, that's great, man. You, you know. <laughs> T- tell me more about this stupid idea that I haven't thought of yet. <laughs> Again, the delivery, the yeah. passion and stuff is there, but, like, how are you selling your great idea? Mm. And this is all comes to you being self-aware of, like, when I say something, how is it going to impact the person? Are they going to, like, receive it? Or are they going to, you know... Um, Cringe. You know, yeah. <laughs> Michael Scott on The Office. Do you watch The Office? Uh, I've seen clips from The uh, Office. It's, he, is, he is a classic poster child of, like, zero self-awareness. Michael Scott, is that the dude with the glasses? It's, uh, um, the... No, oh, no. That's stinking uh, yeah. Evan Almighty, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, Steve okay. Carell. Steve Carell. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you... Yeah. So anyways, you know, it's just zero self-awareness, but it's always very pushy. And, and, but anyway, you know, like for you, you've got this great idea. How are you pitching and selling your idea? Are you telling the person that you want to, are you, you know, bringing a candy basket with words? Are you bringing like, um, you know, setting them up 
yeah. with your idea. It's like, hey, I've got this great idea. I'd love to share and see where this could be a good partnership with you, boss man. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah. And so however you, you, know, you want to sell your idea and then be okay for them to say no, mm. you need to be okay with that. Because it might not be a now right. great idea. And so, you know, s- several of the things that I've done here at Karis have been like, I've got great ideas right. and maybe I don't try to sell the biggest idea I can possibly do. Mm-hmm. And that's like, you know, maybe I want to bring Jeremy Camp or like a, a big worship leader here. Nice. That's not my first order of business. Sure. I start with doing these Karis Now. The, we had this thing for students called Karis Now, night of worship, night of whatever. It's, it's one of the things we do here with worship and something. Yeah. And so for the past two years, I've just been building this community thing. On Friday night, you can expect to get fed, and then there's going to be worship and then something fun. Nice. Fun might just be fellowship like we're doing over the summer now. But, yeah, so like, so I've got visions to bring, you know, bigger, like a big-ticket a big item, but I need to have all these wins mm. in a row to, to get to the build up to that. yeah. By the way, Karis, that's foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Phil Wickham is another guy that I've reached out to, and there's just some other worship guys that I want to bring in right. that are just kind of adding some value to the already. I mean, we don't need to add any more value here, but I'm just right. I'm just thinking like, how do we bring people together, and then, sure. you know. That's a whole rabbit trail I'm not going to go down. No, no, but, you're good, but, no, yeah. but I love the, the concept, though. Like, you're getting those little wins now, mm-hmm. taking over these little territories to the mm-hmm. point where, boom, I'm ready to hit this home run. Already. I want to do this thing, and this is my track record. Yeah. What do you think? Boom. Look at that. I'm always looking for the yes. If yeah. it's not now, you're going to give me the yes. Right. Because it's not that I've, like, you know, I'm, I'm being arrogant or a sure. jerk about it. It's like these are the things I think will bring extreme value. But right. for me to do this – I want to build this trust. So, you know, listen to me. Get those little small wins under your belt. Yeah. And when you can, when you do that, then you've got like some kind of, you know, like a savings account. Mm. Yeah, no, something <laughs> that you can pull back to. Yeah. That's uh-huh. really important for mm-hmm. people yeah. to have, uh, you know, that track record. Because that put, confi- that, mm-hmm. that put confidence in you. Mm-hmm. So as people who are not in management, people who are not in charge, you know, maybe it's not the focus to always – you know, try to bring in that big win right now, mm-hmm. but get those little wins and those little consistencies. You know, like little consistency mm-hmm. uh, where you're being really consistent, really faithful in those things. And that's biblical too. You mm-hmm. know, you're faithful in this little small yeah. thing. Now I'm going to reward you with much. I'm a ten talent dude. Come on. But I used to be a one talent dude. I was going to say no, no, no <laughs> and that's no, that's awesome. <laughs> Touches on the, the fact of, you know, 10 talents, 20 talents, whatever mm-hmm. talents. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that didn't start there. You started somewhere mm-hmm. just one. Yeah. You know, but you have to build to that mm-hmm. through, through your faithfulness and through getting those wins, mm-hmm. man. I mean, that's... And on. then, you know, ask yourself, like, whatever project, again, we're in this, this influencer, you know, when you're not in charge topic. Um, but um, are you, ask yourself, are you being impulsive? Could this could this great idea wait a week? Could it yeah. wait two weeks? Could it wait could it wait a month or three months or a year or two years? Yeah. And then when you move out of being impulsive, you kind of remove all these emotions out of the way. You're you get kind of clarity on like you know what if I did this small thing here and then did another small thing here, these things are building blocks yeah. to this big grandiose idea that I want to do. Mm-hmm. And so again, kind of looping back, are you being impulsive or can you be patient and think about the long game? Because a lot of things that I've and a lot of things that I'm about to launch this year, woo! I want people that have graduated from Karis to be mad that I wasn't the student life activities manager. <laughs> I want them to come back and yeah. I want I want if you're listening, you're alumni. I want you to like come back for a fifth or sixth year or something like that, just to do all the fun stuff. But again, long game. If you can really think in terms of long game, um, it can add a lot more value by the time you execute it. So, yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. All right. Uh, looping around just because uh, uh, running a little bit low on time, which is okay. Uh, this stuff is going really good, and, and if we have to make this longer, hey, yeah. make it longer. <laughs> I'm cool with that. Uh, but, you know, just kind of circling back to that question that we originated with, man. Uh, if someone's who's just getting into leadership, okay. you know, um, they, they, they come to you now, Clay, man, what – what should I dive into? Obviously, you said anything Yeah, really like just some of these advanced stuff. that They're not even really advanced. I think once you start, if you pursue leadership books and just start reading, you'll see a, a common theme run across them. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, with John Maxwell, he's just written so many books. 
he gets to a place where, for me, I feel like he's got like uh, really good ideas. Maybe it needs to be a, like a small book. Mm. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but anything about Patrick Lencioni, check that out. Um, Simon Sinek, How to Lead when, or um, uh, Start with Why is a really good book. Um, I'm cheating here. Um, yeah, um, Boundaries by Henry Cloud. He was a speaker here at the Kingdom Business Summit. Oh, nice. uh, that was really good. Um, Necessary Endings is another really good book by him. And that is just something like when you read it, it's like, what can I let go of right now to go get more? Mm. His whole analogy in that book is a rose bush. If you want the best roses, you're cutting limbs off. <laughs> Come on, dude. You're cutting limbs off because this is not producing and there's no way for me to bring it back. It's, it's got to go. Mm. You got you to gotta trim down and really, what is it that you want to do and focus on that? And don't say yes to everything. You'll, yeah. Once you start learning how to say no, you can trim off a lot of stuff that will really help you be laser focused on whatever it is that you're, you know, you might be bogged down so much with activities and stuff. Once you let them go, you can really find your calling. This is deep. And I mean, yeah. this is what I'm supposed to do. It might be mission, you know, missions, but I'm doing all these short term missions when I need to be in Kenya, starting a church there, or I need to be, you know, starting a church in the rural community of uh, Kentucky. Yeah. But you, you, you're so busy with doing all this busy work because you feel that's giving you life purpose and it's not. Mm. So to be able to, you know, cut off some things. Let's see here. Yeah, I'd mentioned uh, How to Lead When You're Not in Charge by Clay Scroggins. Um, I'm a big Enneagram guy, but I'm not like weird about it. So if you know about it, I'm not going to be, oh, you're totally a seven. You're, you know, calling out. If you don't know what the Enneagram is, it's like a nine graph that really, uh, basically as a child, you kind of adapt to one of these different nine type um um, characteristics. I'm an achiever. I'm a number three on the Enneagram. And like, if you look at my office, I've got like plaques, all my 14 er victories. Um, obviously it's like, this is what I do is, is a big thing for me. Uh, but the road back to you is a really good book. I I like it out of all the personality tests, like, you know, Myers-Briggs, um, help me out here. What are some other uh, Myers-Briggs, Man, I just know Myers-Briggs. That's mm-hmm. the one that I kind of mess around with. I know there's... Uh, Strength finders. Um, there's several personalities. You take these tests, and then um, they tell you about yourself and whatever. But the thing I like about Enneagram is it talks about you, and then in the road back to you, it really talks about how you and your number operate with other numbers. Oh, that's awesome. And so, like, you might, like, if the eight is a challenger, yeah, yeah. and so their whole life, they feel intense connection by arguing. Not all the time, but I mean, like, like you might go, that dude is so angry. It's like, you are such a jerk. And that person leaves the conversation going, man, I had the best conversation with Clay today. (laughs) (laughs) No, I definitely have some eight friends. What's interesting is like when you actually get to know them Mm -hmm. and you understand that. Mm -hmm. So I never understood them as like an eight. Mm -hmm. I just understood them as a different, you know, okay. We're all wired so different. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing, like. We're, you know, back to it, guys. Mm-hmm. If you uh, can only listen to stuff and not read, that's okay. You know, for mm-hmm. me, I have to read it. If I, <laughs> if I, if I listen to it, you know, I might like, huh? Mm-hmm. You know, but if I if I read it, though, and see it, I, I can understand it. For Clay, man, mm-hmm. if you can listen to it, he can understand it. Mm-hmm. He got it. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, yeah. So it's just, you know, he's, he's really challenging. Always, <laughs> like, you know, pushing buttons here or there. But, you know, it's nothing malice, though, you know. Mm-hmm. Um for us, sometimes or different, you know, personality types, they can take that as like, oh, what a, you know, what a jerk, what a, you know, whatever. But uh, in reality, you know, no, they're doing that in love because if they want, you know, they were to show you something, you know, a project, they want you to call things out uh, and not be quiet about it. Yeah. So I mean, it's yeah. Road back to you is a great book, and it really does kind of highlight your in your number if you're if you're um, a healthy three, like for me to be like a unhealthy three, it's like I airbrush everything to make it seem like it's so much better. If you tell me like you you had you just had this great victory in something in your life yeah. and and me as an unhealthy 3 would tell you, well that's great that you did that, but I'm better because I did this. <laughs> kind of thing. You know, anyway, again it kind of goes back to that self-awareness thing, sure. which is so crucial for a leader to be really aware of where you are and how your um, you know, what you're saying to people impacts others. Yeah. Cuz you really want to be leading people and not right. domineering and you know all that stuff. Love Jordan Peterson. Twelve Rules of Life is awesome. We uh, saw him when he came to uh, Pikes Peak Center here in Colorado. Nice. Um, he's he's well thought. I just like the way his mind thinks. Yeah, no, he's definitely a deep thinker. Yeah, him and uh, Ben Shapiro. I like watching yeah. Ben Shapiro 
in his debates and stuff. He's he's hilarious. He people. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought the power of habits um, by uh, Charles uh, Duhigg, I think is how you say his last name, was really good and it really just kind of capitalizes on how to change any behavior. Mm-hmm. You look um, at the uh, cues, whatever it is, the cue, and then what what the reward is. So if you have a bad habit in your life, really, if you you know if you just keep falling at this whatever in your life. Look at what the cue is that is triggering you to go do whatever that bad thing is, mm. and then change your reward system because you're reward you're rewarding yourself for this bad habit, uh, and then you feel bad and all this other kind of right. stuff like that, right? So if you look at the cue, focus on what the cue is, and when you know that cue's coming up, you need to figure out a better reward for yourself. Oh. Um, so that's that in, a, in a Malcolm Gladwell, um, Blink, uh, The Tipping Point. He's got a bunch of great books out there. Um, who else? I'm trying to think of some really good ringers here. Um, I like Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, but if you don't like language, don't listen to him. <laughs> he cusses a whole lot, but he's really like, he really causes you to act, you know, get yeah. into action. If you're feeling like in a slump, go look up Gary V again. He cusses a lot. So don't just, just pray. You'll yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, those are some good books that I think are, are worth, um, you know, somebody else in, and, and you were kind of looping around to the, uh, the, the 30 day challenges that I was doing, yeah, yeah, I still yeah. need to, I need to do some cause I've kind of coming out of my really busy season and, um, want to focus on that. But I like Tim Ferriss. Okay. Um, he's not a believer, but I'll just like, he's just such an experimenter with things. Okay. You know, he's, he just does all kind of really cool experiments on himself and, nice. and it kind of triggered, you know, like what is your human body capable of? What has God really given your yeah. body to be able to do? And, um, um, the 30 day challenges were kind of birthed out of that. And then this other, um, I think it was just a TED talk that I heard yeah. this guy talking about taking cold showers helps you overcome <laughs> life, life problems. And I was like, that's stupid. I'm not going to do it. And then, uh, Tim Ferriss talked about it in one of his books, talking about ice baths. I'm like, that's stupid. Why would anybody want to do that? And then I think Tony Robbins had talked about it too. And I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, Tim, I don't just, just jump off a bridge. Right, right. Because somebody says it, but when I start seeing it kind of trending with some sure. some people that I like to listen to, I'm like, oh, okay, let's let's <laughs> let's see what happens here. So, yeah, so I started doing these 30 day challenges uh, about a year and a half ago, where um, so the the first one was the ice bath challenge, yeah. and so this TED talk, you can look it up, taking why to take cold showers or something like that, but um, by willingly putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation helps you navigate hard things in life when they come at you. Mm. And so I was like, oh, okay. So I tried the cold shower and I couldn't do it. I wouldn't stay in. I'd jump out. <laughs> I was like, ah! Yeah, I yeah. those days from football, man. Yeah. Anytime, like, our legs were really sore, we had to get in that thing. And that was not something out of a challenge or anything out of, yeah, I think this would be fun. This is like, oh. You know, we, we used to beg the coach, oh, come on, come on. We, I'm not that bad. Nope, mm-hmm. go in the ice shower. Like, yeah. Ah, yeah. So yeah, so, so if you, you put yourself through that. yeah, so <laughs> I, I I knew uh, the, the the cold shower wouldn't work for me, so ice bath, that is a commitment. So I just the first day I got a couple of bags of ice at the gas station, filled up the um, the tub, yeah. and that was a commitment. You know I couldn't jump out of it. It was you know that complete submersion. So so I did thirty days of that where it was um, at least five to seven minutes in, and uh, every day I just. At the end of the day, jumped in, <laughs> and you know it was weird because I, there was some sort of activity that I had to do at the end of that because I was really trying to see. I wanted to be like I wasn't trying to like pick fights or anything like that, but I really wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be in some some kind of combative situation yeah. or have something bad happen to me. Not I'm not wishing this, but again, I wanted to see if there's any truth to the you know um, thing. So at sure. the end of the 30 day challenge, I was in this thing where I was super uncomfortable okay. like mentally I was like I do not want to do this at all I like <laughs> I'm in public doing this with other people and I don't want to do this at all but okay we'll do it because it's not nearly as bad as the yeah, ice bath yeah. that's coming later <laughs> yeah so I did that when I did like a no sugar uh, for 30 days um, I, re- I was reading again I, re- I read a lot so it gives me ideas like well what happens yeah. if you go vegan Excuse me. I didn't do vegan. I did a, what? Did I do vegan or vegetarian? No, I, was, it was, I did as close to vegan as I possibly could. Yeah. <coughs> and um, so, yeah, I did 30 days of that. Some of uh, my vegan friends told me I, I didn't do it. 
properly because I just used um, like tofu from the store and I didn't really go all hardcore raw. But it's still, it was like one of those things like, again, you know, if you're a Christian and you're listening to this, you know, um, that, that fasting is a great thing. It's, it's always good to tell your body no. Yeah. And so I was like kind of limiting it to 30 days. What, what can you do in 30 days to really change a trajectory in your life? Mm-hmm. So no sugar for 30 days. What happened? It was really weird in that I felt like my stomach, like tingling. And it was like, in a, you know, it took me a while to get, get over the sugar, you know. Um, but my stomach was like telling me I was hungry. Mm-hmm. And I really wasn't hungry. It was just, um, right, right. give just, me sugar. Right. Give me. Feed me Seymour. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so I did that. I did a mile a day, which is not like that big of a deal if you're a runner or anything like that. But if you're busy doing conferences and it's like you have to go – Am I going to take a nap in my little window of opportunity, or am I going to do my mile? Mm. And so I did did a mile a day every day for for thirty days. Um, I'm up for doing something soon. I don't know what I'm going to do, but um, I'm just up for kind of anything that's you know. And as a leader, you're just for me. Yeah. It's like I want to try as many things as I possibly can that is just kind of shifting me out of my day to day routine. Maybe and I've, I've thought about like a book where I do like get unstuck in 30 days and you can do any one of these little challenges that I've done and, you know, chart your, you know, journey with, yeah. with doing it. And, you know, cause I feel a lot of the stuff I do is birthed out of like hardships in my life. Or, um, you know, if you watch my story on, you know, the inside story is I struggled with drugs for a long time and just didn't feel like I had purpose. I have more purpose than I can deal with now. <laughs> it's great. It's awesome, you know? Yeah. And it's like, even now that I've got so much pur- purpose, how do I continue pushing forward? Not because I'm, I'm um, um, seeking something like unhealthy, right. but it's just like, you know what? We're, I have like a new lease on life. So I really want to experience life to the fullest. And how can I continue to be educated and be balanced in that yeah. and um, really push myself? Like, you know, I finished the Colorado 14ers. Um, and that was, I mean, that that's was like, thing, no, that's, uh-uh. that's huge, I did the traverses. I did like, you know, there's, there's four great traverses. Um, but really, there's some of those that were just, you know, people die on them all the time. Mm-hmm. And I feel blessed. I mean, every time I'd go out, I'd be praying. Yeah. It's like before I even go, to have peace about it? There's only been a couple of times where I didn't have peace. <laughs> yeah like hiking into a cloud don't do that that's where lightning is that's the house for lightning is a cloud if you didn't science <laughs> no, you know cool. but pushing yourself and like yeah. you know just seeing like in the i think sometimes by pushing yourself in these in these limits you really for me mm. i experienced god in a totally different way yeah because i'm telling myself no i'm doing something do hard things yeah no, like, that, that's so good. Like, don't always do stuff that's comfortable. When, mm-hmm. you, when you stick with comfortable, you know, you're selling yourself short. Mm-hmm. And you don't grow. You don't change. Like, again, that's the whole thing we're kind of just revolving around is change. Mm-hmm. You know? So you're changing your environment. You're mm-hmm. changing your habits. You're changing your... You can do it today. Yeah. So you're listening to this. If you're driving home, take a different route home. Boom. Do it. Do it. It, it, you, it, that's not a nice bath. That's not no sugar. It's just like just take a different route home yeah. and just see what God's doing over there. It's true, man. I mean, I know for myself, I'm, well, first off, it wasn't necessarily because I want to do a new route. I'm just terrible with directions. So when I first came out here, dude, I used to take different routes all the time, dude, all different scenic routes. But it's cool because you get to see different things. And it's like, oh, that's really cool. I might check that out later. You know what I mean? So it's like even taking a new route home, something as simple as that. may not be an ice bath, may not be, you know, all the 14ers in Colorado, but, mm-hmm. man, you, you're living life a little differently, you know. That little change, you know, can make a whole difference. Before you sit on the couch and eat a bag of chips today, before you do that, just go walk down the street and then come back. Don't go for a mile. Just, yeah. just anything you can do sometimes to change up your routine mm-hmm. is like a – and again, like a, it could change, like a butterfly effect. Mm. It could be, it could be the catalyst that you've been looking for. You if you're bored, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just, I think, for me, I've just, I've been bored, mm. and boredom has led me just in, into trouble. Yeah. David, it, you know his story with Bathsheba. Right, right. Dude, you should have been doing something else. <laughs> Come on, dude. No, but that, oh, man, that's so cool. Like, again, you 
guys really need to check out Clay's uh, insider story because even when you came out here, I remember you kind of mentioning, saying that, you know what, I had to keep myself busy because if mm -hmm. I, you know, was just relaxed, I was going to get myself in trouble. Yeah. Uh, I, had, I have a buddy, you know, shout out uh, Tori. He does a lot of my editing and different things like <laughs> that. But he would always tell me just different things like, oh, so you're just, and like word for word, dude, you're just bored. Mm -hmm. I'm like, ah, oh, you're so right. Okay. Never There's mind. Like, you know what I mean? Because like I, I'd, I'd be in the verge of doing something really dumb. Mm -hmm. And he'd just always just tell me like, dude, you're just bored right now. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Life is huge. Yeah. There's so much to do. Yeah, I just it, it, that, I think that is a catalyst too for me to read and, and and stuff. You know, it's more it's you know there's just so much to do in life, and you know you can make little small changes before you do ice baths and fourteeners that can be you know monumental for your life and your call that God's got for you because you were called to do great things. Uh huh. And to tap into that, you know, there's just so many gifts and talents we have. Just the picture I get is like a Christmas gift. It's got the bow on it. Yeah. It's been sitting under the Christmas tree for years. Go open that thing. Mm, come on. <laughs> so, uh, you know, question I throw at you, you know, you, uh, I love that analogy you bring out of that Christmas gift. Uh, what has been, you know, the, you know, because I, I think sometimes people are afraid. You know what I mean? Like they're afraid to touch that gift mm -hmm. or they're afraid to look deeper. It's okay to be afraid. And yeah, and that is absolutely. It People absolutely be quoting scripture at you, you know, right. there's no fear, you know, and like just really like you get in this place where it's like, it's not okay to be afraid, but you're terrified. Right, right. Hey, it's okay. It's okay to be afraid. Amen. It's so, okay. And so with that. Just don't live there. <laughs> what, what are some of the things that you've done to get over that? I mean, yeah. Yeah, so, just, you know what I mean? That's going to just help someone who is, you know, or may be at this, at this moment. Like, you know what? And again, like, you know, Clay's just making sure to, to, that you're aware. It is okay to be afraid, but amen, let's not live there, though. Let's mm -hmm. not make that our home. Let's not, you know, use that as an excuse to, to give up because, you know, you have not failed too much. You okay, you're, I'm going to put you on point. <laughs> is there anything right now that you're afraid of doing? Is there any fear or hesitation about something that you're not doing? And whatever that thing is, you just need to go do it today. You need to. I mean, if you, I've been so afraid of... The 14, some of the 14 year climbs, like I didn't sleep the night before. Yeah. Um, I've been afraid, like I, I did Kilimanjaro and I was afraid, like, what am I going to do? I'm going to land in Tanzania. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the people that we've got set up for us are actually thieves and robbers and they're going to steal our money and kill us. I'm going to go. Come on. I'm just going to go. <laughs> Because I think so, it, just it, as it relates to ministry, it's like there's so many times we're just afraid. Maybe I'm supposed to start a small group. I'm supposed to start a church. I'm supposed, yeah. to, but I'll wait until you know my money's okay with my job before I can be a bivocational bi minister. Right. Do it today. Call your friends and say I'm I'm gonna open my Bible and read John three sixteen, and we're gonna have food. Just do that. Yeah. Just do the smallest thing. Like even looping back to that whole influencer thing. Yeah. Do the smallest win you can today. Because that's the catalyst to get you going where you need to be. Amen. And so just, if you're afraid, acknowledge that you're afraid about it. Say it out loud. I'm afraid to start a Bible study or I'm afraid that people are going to reject me if I do this. Just do it. Amen. Yeah. Well, and then tell me that. Shall, yeah. love, just, do <laughs> just do it. But it's true, though. <laughs> uh -huh. You know, like we can laugh at that and, and it probably was meant as a joke, but. <laughs> It's a powerful message, you know, just do it, you know. Um, yeah, you know, James talks about, you know, faith without works is dead. And obviously, you know, faith is motivated motivated by the love of God. Mm -hmm. So first off, guys, you guys are loved by the Lord. Mm -hmm. You guys have it yeah. in you. And, but if we keep dreaming about it or keep, you know, oh, man, this is, this is going to be nice one day. Mm -hmm. oh, this is going to be nice one day. Don't wait for one day, mm -hmm. you know, because, again, faith without that work and just even the the baby step to do it mm -hmm. i was just talking to a buddy of mine a couple uh, a couple days ago uh and he's actually gonna be on this show uh soon guys i'll be uh, looking out for him um but man i was just telling him like when he was reading in spanish it sounds beautiful man beautiful and i was telling him like dude you gotta you know uh, i know you want to translate for this <laughs> author and do different things like that but just the things you share with me and your story is huge man like 
Que sem poder. Yeah, dude. Like, you know, viva la raza, dude. Like, <laughs> go for it, dude. And he's like, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm going to start recording t- tomorrow then. And I told him, mm-hmm. no, no. Like, you don't necessarily have to go full 100% at it. Mm-hmm. But start making the plans. You know, before I started doing the show, it took me maybe, I think, three months of preparation of first the idea of oh, what I want it to look like, mm-hmm. what I want it to be called, yeah. what I want the logo to look like, uh, who do I want to help me. You know, it took time just even planning it out. So even when you're planning And look at us out, now. Right. We're here right we're now. We're doing I'm, an interview. I'm with Clay, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, you're, you're planning. Even planning is making those little steps as well. Mm-hmm. Even thinking of, like, how often do I want to do this? You mm-hmm. know? For you, I'm pretty sure you probably thought of, okay, 30-day challenge. What am I going to do first? You know, mm-hmm. what, what am I going to go after? You know, even just thinking of it as the first step, and then you actually went after it and did it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, man, guys, really take into prayer just what Clay's talking about and just really getting after it and just, you know, whether if you're a reader like me who has to read and devour a book, go for it. If you're a listener like Clay, then, mm-hmm. hey, it doesn't matter. We're, we're all wired differently, and there's no right or wrong in, in learning. And you have options. Exactly. Just find the, what works for you and just keep pursuing it. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. And if you're this li- works. Right. And if you're mm-hmm. a listener, too, um, you know, go on YouTube. Test it out. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some free audio books on YouTube as mm-hmm. well that you can dive into. Um, a lot of the ones I mentioned are probably up there. Well, I know mm-hmm. a lot of Maxwell stuff mm-hmm. is uh, definitely on mm-hmm. there. I've definitely devoured some of those, some T.D. Jakes stuff as well. I like T.D. Jakes. Uh, <laughs> shout out, T.D. Uh, but, um, man, the uh, last thing I, I just want to throw at you, Clay, is something that I ask everyone uh, that I get a chance to interview, because uh, we have a segment called uh, Failing Forward Fridays. Okay. okay. So it's all about, you know, every, every month I'll uh, list up a failure that I've done. Yeah. Or something that just I sucked at mm-hmm. and I just was terrible at or something I was afraid of, whatever. Um, and so... I'll be talking about that uh, this coming Friday, guys. And so, uh, but before we dive into that, just, you know, again, the reason we do this is so uh, we as believers, we as people who are going after it, doing what God's called us to do in leadership, uh, whatever it may be, uh, I want you guys to know none of it's perfect. And as I always say, wait till, if you wait till everything's perfect, nothing would ever get done. Mm -hmm. So with that, you know, just so you guys can hear from Clay, and Clay's have mentioned, you know, first off, been very vulnerable, mentioned some of the fears that he's Mm -hmm. faced. But what is probably one failure that you failed at, and how did you overcome that? And you know, you know, praise God. Obviously, it didn't stop you from what you're doing now. I mean, you're making a huge impact here at Keras, and uh, man, you're bringing a lot of attention in. And again, you're making us all jealous. All, all <laughs> alumni, dude. Jealous. Like, what the heck, yeah. But uh, yeah, one failure that you failed at, man. And what did you uh, learn from that? That's kind of like a bomb. So. Boom. Um, without getting into too, too much specific stuff, it's like one of the things I think that I have has been like kryptonite that I've had to overcome mm-hmm. is isolation. And that's where the devil eats my lunch. So being removed from a uh, um, relationship with people, mm-hmm. you know, um, I can kind of touch a little bit, you know, you know, Lori and I've been, um, we've been doing marriage counseling. So that's bringing out all kinds of stuff yeah. for us, you know? And, um, this thing about, um, as I don't know if it's just a man thing, where um, even in leadership, you can feel isolated at the top, and you'll just continue to withdraw because you don't feel like being vulnerable is something that you can do yeah. or afford. And so if, if you're listening to this, it's like if you are in this isolated stage, that's where so much destructive stuff can happen in your life. And um, there was no infidelity or anything like that with me and Lori. It wasn't like that. It was just like we were just getting wedged further and further apart. Mm-hmm. And it just made me withdraw so much. Just kept getting isolated, isolated, isolated. And um, and so if you're there, it's like be intentional about not, not being in isolation. And that's kind of brought about some of our, you know, we're, we're doing counseling. And, yeah. and, and it's, you know, it's always bringing out the fun stuff. And, you know, <laughs> if you're single, marriage is hard. <laughs> <laughs> It, they they say it's work when you get married. No, it it is. It really is. And depending on you know whatever baggage you bring to it, that's going to be a whole nother level of, you know, stuff. But you know, Lori and I are just awesome. But you know, we're we're really trying to you know pursue, yeah. um, just a healthy godly relationship too. And you know, for me, again, that kryptonite for me is isolation. So, um, if you're in that place, that is a place of just I can't recommend any more. If anything I've said today, that if you're a leader. If you're a husband, if you're a wife, 
um, and you've con you've seen yourself continually down this path of isolation where you're removing anybody to talk to you, you're in a very bad spot. And I want to call that to your attention that you need to find somebody. And don't just find anybody. I'm serious about that. You need to find somebody that is proven, like a, somebody that you can really go to and trust. And, um, yeah, I pray that right now that that person would be in your life, that God would highlight that person for you and uh, that you could really, you know, be vulnerable with somebody. If it did, you might need to find a counselor. You need, you know, um, um, somebody that's, you know, really trained in these, in these things. Yeah. But do not be isolated because you will really set yourself up for failure, mm -hmm. and it could be catastrophic, you know. Does that answer? That does, man. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you just for, first off, just being vulnerable mm -hmm. like that and just sharing mm -hmm. with us. And, uh, guys, I hope that, you know, you take that as an, as an encouragement because, again, uh, like I say, Clay's doing awesome things. Mm -hmm. And, brother, you you are doing great things. Yeah. I'm excited for you. <laughs> and just what's to come for the future students. Mm -hmm. They are truly blessed to have mm -hmm. you. Uh, just as that, you know, again, that person that's going to bring the, you know, the fun and just the, the function and yeah. the fun and funeral. <laughs> you, know, you know you can have fun at a funeral. But, um... Man, guys, just just take that and just make that something that you can just hold on to because you know what? Clay is getting up and he's doing it. It's, it's mm -hmm. just like the proverb says, a righteous man may fall seven times, mm -hmm. but he gets back up. Yep. So if you've fallen, you've missed it, you know, praise God, get back up. And uh, I'll be encouraging you and sharing again my just something I failed at this this month on Friday. And just uh, we encourage you guys as leaders, we don't always get it right. We, we miss the mark. It's okay. But don't let that stop you. you know, Keep God's going. Grace is good. Keep it going. Keep it going. Um, I love the challenge that you said today, Clay. So I, I encourage you guys. I challenge you guys. Uh, do something different today. Do something different today. Uh, you know, look at maybe doing some of the challenges. Uh, you can follow uh, Clay on Facebook. So Clay, you're about to get you yeah. know a bunch of followers. Uh, so go go uh, go check out Clay Caldwell on Facebook. Again, send me a message too. Like hey, if if you if you send something to my inbox, because I get a lot of people that are. You know, in other countries and stuff, and then they want money from me, and I'm never going to do that. Yeah. But uh, just say, hey, I heard your testimony on uh, on the Heavy Revy show, and I just want to follow and see what's going on in your life. Uh, send me something like that, and I'll, yeah, I'll I'll accept your friend request. I just don't, you yeah. know. Sure, sure. Yeah, send me a message so I know who you are and that kind of thing. Just random people that are, you know, just being weird. <laughs> I'm Adventure Clay on Instagram too, so yeah, I'm, I'm a lot easier there. But uh, yeah, Adventure Clay on Instagram. So Boom. scratch that, no Facebook, go to Instagram. Okay, but anyways, um, check out the Insider Story. I'm telling you guys, it's awesome. I was really encouraged and blessed by it as well. Uh, thank you guys for just uh, taking time out of your day to listen to us and hear us out. Uh, we will be seeing you guys on Friday. Uh, that's again, that's when we're going to be live on Facebook. So uh, I'd be more than happy to see you guys there and interact with you guys. So thank you guys for uh, tuning in. You guys have a blessed day. And don't forget, don't forget, you cannot grow past your revelation. So make this your own. Pray about it. Talk to the Lord about it. How can God reveal this to you know make it your own to just be growth hungry? Uh, and praise God. You know what? God's going to reveal it to you. So thank you again for viewing. Y'all have a blessed day. Bye-bye. Friends and family, thank you for viewing this message. We hope this episode has inspired you. Please share it for others to hear. Remember, we are now on iTunes Podcast and Spotify, so check us out. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.